Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Footballers. I am your host Hunter and this week I am joined by Steve Stokes, Maddie Cakes, and special guest Mark Foot Trader, market guru. Mark, how are you doing this week? Yeah, very good, thank you. Um, pleasure to be here, so thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you for coming on. We're going to get some market insight from you today, I'm sure. Matt, how are you, Ben? I'm doing alright. I've kind of taken a break from FIFA after doing a few drafts early in the week, and so I've just been taking it easy. Yep, been playing a little draft myself. Steve, been grinding FIFA a lot here lately. How are you, man? Yeah, I've been enjoying it. I'm good. I've been playing a lot on the uh, the new Xbox account, which is absolutely boss these days after about three weeks. Been burning through some SBCs, been enjoying a towel, um, been learning how to love Bernard. I slagged him right off on the last podcast, and he's, he's been banging them in left, right, and center recently. Uh, so it's been a busy week, been a fun week, and yeah, absolutely stacks to talk about here. Yeah. I mean, there's tons and tons of content to talk about, not to mention the uh, the gameplay, which we're going to go over some of the content that's in the market. We're going to go over gameplay. They just dropped a huge, I mean, huge pitch notes article. If you did watch the quote gameplay reveal, you were probably let down if you were like me, but we got a lot of good information in the pitch notes and we're going to dig into that a little bit today. Before we do, Hannah, before, before we get to all that, I've just, I've got a few questions for you. I don't do questions. Sorry. You'll be okay with these. It's it's just it's really to make Mark feel a bit more comfortable on the pod. Okay. Just just sort of ease him in gently rather than sort of you know banging away right from the beginning. These are a few phrases that I think will be familiar to to me and Mark, but maybe a little bit less so than you. That they're from uh, the book of Mackham slang. Mackhams being people from Sunderland, so I'm sure you'll be fine. So the first one is what does the word canny mean? As in, he is a proper canny lad. Like smart or cunning? So your final answer? Matt, anything? Not a clue. Mark? So if someone's a canny lad, it means they're a decent per like decent, they're all right. Absolutely. Good, friendly is, uh, is the official translation. Hmm. 
Okay. Right. Next one. Mara. Yeah, I'll read Mara. Are you coming to the pub? <laughs> all right. One more time in English. Are you all right, Mara? Are you coming to the pub? Like that the equivalent of like me calling Matt a p- for wanting to go to sleep because he's drunk? <laughs> Not exactly. No. Matt? It just sounds like you're inviting someone to the, to the pub. To me. Sounds like you're like demeaning him though. You're calling. Yeah. Some, I'm assuming one of your bros a woman's name. Okay. I give so, up. Right. <laughs> okay. It. It's going to be tricky if you ever go to Sunderland. Mark? Uh, Mara, it translates to like a mate or a friend. <laughs> See where this is going. <laughs> right. One, one more. One more before everybody uh, tunes out. Let, let me find a good one. Let's go with Hods. So Hods as in I, there's Hods of them. Like loads of them? Like a yeah. lot of them? That'd be my guess. Too easy. Yep. One out of three. That's not too bad. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, not too bad. We'll take it. That last one was too easy. Canny effort. I'll rate that. <laughs> right. How are you then? Are we good? <laughs> does that mean, does that mean continue? Okay. Yes, Hans. All right. What about drafts this year? Um, drafts have been dead the whole year, in my opinion. But with all the content that's going on the market, what I'd noticed when I started playing drafts is that a lot of people are just going into games and quitting. And it took me a minute to figure out why they were doing so. But you can literally go into a game of draft, submit 10 non-rares and one rare card, get a draft token, just go into draft, rage quit, get a, either a draft token pack or get two gold packs and a silver pack for not even playing a game and just rinse, recycle, repeat. Um, Mark, are you seeing the same trend? Is that is that what a lot of people are doing right now to kind of abuse this draft mechanic, if you will? I think I've seen that a lot recently, yes. Um, especially, I think, you find when you've made a good team and you've been lucky with the draft, they're more likely to quit. Something I've also seen myself is a few people are doing first goal wins. As soon as you score, or if I'm playing when they score, you just quit and recycle the process again. I think it's been refreshing at times, but also slightly frustrating when you're loading up a game and people are quitting left, right, and center. Yeah. Matt, you're, you're shaking your head over there. Have you been playing a lot of draft? You seeing a lot of the same things? I've mainly seen most of the quitting uh, on Steve's stream. Not him quitting, but people quitting whenever he loads in. Uh, I've only had it happen to me. Thanks for the clarification. Yeah, just, just to make it abundantly clear. It's happened to me a couple times, uh, and I honestly didn't understand it, but that makes way more sense that you're submitting non-rare untradeables, and then you're just getting whatever they give you out. So, yeah. Man, I haven't played a whole lot of FIFA the last few weeks, but the one the, the one or two times that I did play it this week, I played draft for several hours each session and I really enjoyed it, man. It's been really nice to get a different uh I guess scenery, you know. There's there's not the same OP teams you see every single time in weekend league and rivals. Seeing a lot of different teams, you know, some are really stacked, some aren't, but it's it's a different variety. No matter what draft you go into, it's always going to be different. And I think that's what we need in this game is some some variety, something fresh. And I'm really hoping we get that with 22, which we'll get into later. But Mark, I want to come back to you on, on the content. I mean, I haven't been keeping up with all the content and the SBCs that are out there. I logged on yesterday and scrolled through the SBCs. There's pages and pages of repeatable, you know, high card SBCs, uh, 85 times 10 that's repeatable. What are some of the most effective ways to to maximize your coins and get the most out of this content right now? 
I think the this sort of content is content we've not really seen before at any stage of a FIFA game because if we look right now at most of the SBCs which are out, a lot of them require low-rated squads, but multiple of them. It's not like it was a month ago where an SBC comes out requiring an 87 or an 88-rated team. Now there's a lot of non-rare teams, full-rare teams, and 79 to 80-rated teams. So that's really caused the lower gold market to rise up a lot. But saying that, there are a lot of ways to craft packs right now via foot drafts. And you have the 85 times 10, which pretty much rinses and repeats itself for free. So I think that's definitely an, an effective way to get these SBCs done cheaper. Also, if you have untradeable bronzes, silvers and golds, I expect people should recycle them into the upgrade packs and rinse and repeat this process until you get the rare golds and save yourself a few coins there. I was actually, I was talking to our, our resident market expert who's slacked off this week, presumably to go to the pub or something, but talking to Wrighty about this and he seemed to think that the reason why we've got all of these sort of really monotonous low rated squad building challenges with the, the 78 rated squads, the 79s, is because the market is being flooded by these low rated cards because the foot draft rewards is righty wrong. I don't think so. Um, whether that was intentionally planned before by EA to flood the market and then clear it back up or whether it was a decision made once they released the foot draft SBC and thought something needed to be done. But yeah, I don't think he's wrong in saying that because it's clear to see that by bringing out these SBCs, it clears up that supply, especially cards like Dan James, who, you know, he's a Premier League winger. We all know how popular the Premier League is. Manchester United, very popular team. So a lot of people are going to be doing that card. The same with Dybala, the same with Robin. So that really does put the demand on them lower rated gold cards and it drives up the market. Quick player review. I've done uh, Daniel Hammes, as I call him. I've got Reese James at right back and uh, Hammes. The lads get confused if we call them both James. So we've got Reese James and Daniel Hammes and he's good. He's good. He's worth doing. So man after my heart, man. Reese James. Yeah. Appreciate you, Steve. Chelsea. Hey, up the blues. Um, so yeah, he's definitely worth doing. Uh, five star skills, four star weak foot. He's nimble. He's got a bit of strength about him. Uh, I did him because I was fed up of the objectives triore card, which, uh, it's free. That's probably the best thing I can say about that. But yeah, definitely have a look at Hammers. He's decent. How cheap is he? Does anybody know offhand? About. About 110,000, 110, 120, something like that. Hmm. Nice. Matt, are you, uh, you've been kind of quiet in this one. Have you, uh, dove into any of this content? No, not, not really. No, it's just been like before the draft objective happened, I, toward the end of the year, I tend to just burn all my coins just doing drafts anyway. So it gave me a reason to do drafts, but even now it's like, I'll hop on, do some drafts, get off. I look at the SPCs. They look nice. I think it's really good that things are more affordable and everything, but uh, my team's about as good as it can be right now without putting out however many coins I can get. So I'm just kind of enjoying it. To put some respect on Matt's name, he's, he's streamed a few drafts and he's been absolutely slaughtering it, even though chat has been picking his teams and trying to stitch him up for it. So it's uh, fun. Fair play. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun mixing it up with drafts because like you were saying earlier, like drafts are normally dead. 
So, I, but I do like the variety of a draft team. So it's like literally any formation, any mix and match team. Like I'm all in on that. I love that stuff. If you're a first time listener of the show, Matt is our resident gameplay expert, and he's a no, verified he's player. Well, you're the you're the resident coach, man. Okay. I'm pretty sure Matt could take you one on one. I mean, you 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 coached him since he was a baby, a wee lad. Mm. Taught him everything he knows. What do you want about? <laughs> Almost everything. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, Matt's a, a verified player. He's extremely good at FIFA. So if he tells you something about this game, I would, I would definitely heed that advice. But I appreciate it. Uh, going back to, to the market, one last thing I wanted to ask, uh, Mark, somebody like myself, I was just thinking yesterday when I was on, I've got almost a million coins. I've got a little over 900,000 coins sitting in my account. I've got pretty much an in-game squad. What would you say to those people like myself out there who have sat on coins and it's getting to that point? It's like, I want to spend them, but I mean, what cards would you spend them on at this stage of the game? Do you blow it all on one big player or does it all just depend on your team? I mean, is there any chance some of these extremely valuable cards that have come down in price so much have a chance to go back up? Like, is there any bargains out there right now? Right now, it's difficult with the content coming out daily. The draft SBC, uh, uh, the draft token SBC being out. So there's certainly a lot of supply. And I think preview packs over the last month have really killed the market. But a good thing to be doing is just monitoring the special cards who are currently in packs, monitor their price because 6 p.m. comes every single day and people open the packs, preview packs, and we see in probably a little bit of supply come onto the market and drop prices down at 6 p.m. And they always tend to rise back up overnight before 6 p.m. the next day. So in terms of trading, that's something we can be doing. But if you haven't got that end game squad, I recommend just picking cards up that you want for your team right now. If you have them spare coins, they're relatively low. If you're happy with the price, go ahead and buy it. It's just, you know, it's at that stage of the game now when people are stopping playing, people are selling the teams to flash all the coins on packs. Yeah. So it's hard. The best advice I could give is just go out and enjoy the game. You know, we're nearing the end. If you want to use a player, don't worry about his price. If you can afford him, buy him. He's not going to fluctuate that much in the next few weeks. Yeah. Could just throw it all into one of those big SBCs like the, uh, the Hullet or the Ronaldinho. You know, I considered selling a few players and going after Hullet, but we'll see. Mark, you've got a trading guide that you're going to be coming out with relatively soon. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that and where people can find it? Yeah, sure. I think so. I actually just released it um, two days ago, a little bit earlier than I anticipated. But basically, the last couple of years, I've had a trading guide, which is available to purchase on my Twitter, which is Mark Foot Trader. With a C. With a C, Mark. Should stipulate. With a C. My parents couldn't, <laughs> my parents couldn't spell my name properly. So there we go. But yeah. Pretty much the last few years, I've put together this trading guide, which I look to improve every single year. New methods come in, the market varies a little bit each year. And pretty much, instead of boom feeding people, buy this player now, sell this player then, I've put the trading methods into this guide and explained them all. And what I want is people to learn to trade for themselves, to get away from that spoon feeding of buy this player, sell that player. So hopefully with my trading guide, people can have a look through it and read it and then learn to trade themselves and get better at the market, know how it works and that sort of thing. So if anyone would like to purchase that, 
you can drop me a direct message on Twitter and I'll get back to you as soon as I'm available and we'll go from that. Yeah. And I've seen it. It's a, it's a really good guide. I learned a few things out of it and, and I'm a 10 year veteran afoot and I'm still learning things about the market. And, um, I can say that for what it costs, it's it's a good investment for what it'll give you over the course of a FIFA title for sure. And that's going to translate into future titles as well, I would imagine. But uh, appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. We're going to move on to the gameplay side here. We mentioned the Pitch Notes article earlier that they came out with a couple of days ago. And then they had the Top Bins announcement with some further info that uh, revealed some pretty interesting bullet points we're going to go over here in a bit but steve i want to come to you first what stood out to you the most from the pitch notes i think they were that comprehensive and in-depth you can't really pick one particular thing out a few things i there's going to be so many changes that are just fundamental what one of the things that i'm really happy about is that there's going to be a new system in terms of being able to cover passing lanes um, something that I think is called the disrupt tackle or it's something where instead of trying to win possession with a tackle, you get in the passing lane and your player tries to win the ball. They can actually just try and break up the, the attacking play, which is something that you see in football every Saturday, you know, multiple times in every game. It should be in a game of FIFA and uh, happily it's going to be next year. That's that's one big deal. There's so much. There's changes to the tactics where the uh, the sliders have been made more granular perhaps not to the extent that some of us would have liked. I'm looking at Matt there. Just a a rewrite of the way passes are handled. Tackling has changed. Everything. Shooting. Apparently green timed shots, although they're not called timed shots anymore. I think they're back. Specifically from outside the box, right? The the green shots are going to be more rewarding if you time them outside of the box, from what I understand. It seems that way, yeah. Uh, But there's nothing in those pitch notes that is a minor issue, really. They're, they're incredibly long. I did a stream where I went through them and gave my thoughts on each one individually. And it took about an hour to go through them. So that gives you an indication of, of just how much depth there is there. If you haven't already read them, you really should. And I'm pretty confident that if you're debating whether or not you should buy FIFA 22, especially if you're on next gen, because a lot of these features are only going to be available for people who are using next gen consoles. But I think. I mean, I guess it was designed to, to try and persuade people to, to buy the game. And I think that, that Tom, who, who wrote the notes, has, has done a cracking job, really, because it, it very much is persuasive. It's, it's what we've wanted to hear, and hopefully it's sincere. Hopefully it materialises. If it does, FIFA 22 should be a cracking game. Yeah, and you were talking about next gen. You ran a poll on Twitter asking folks if they were going to upgrade to next gen for this season, and the results came out to a 67% yes and a 33% no. Is that surprising to you? Not really, no, because I think that it's rightly or wrongly, the experience is going to be enhanced massively on, on the next gen consoles. When you scroll through the pitch notes, every aspect that applies to next gen consoles is marked with an NG. And it's just, it's overwhelming. I, I, I think that you're going to be seriously hampering yourself if you stay on the old PS4, Xbox One. Ethically, whether that's right or not is a, is a separate issue entirely. But uh, it's, I mean, I, I've upgraded to the Xbox S and, you know, that's well, purely so that I can play FIFA next gen. And, you know, as the poll suggests, a, a lot of people will be doing exactly that. Uh, ethically or not, I mean, it's, the game needs to be up to the standard of the console, right? We kind of touched on that last week. If you have a console capable of pushing a much faster, more crisp, better looking, more interactive game, 
you should go that route. And we knew it was going to come eventually. It just, we didn't think it would come this, this quick. I, I thought it would take more than one cycle to, to transition. But Mark, are, are you on next gen consoles? I am. I've got an Xbox S, I think it is, um, the cheaper version. Another Xbox player. I'm surrounded by Xbox players again. I'm, I'm looking forward to FIFA 22 because I didn't feel too much difference from 21, if I'm honest. Yeah. A bit fast, bit faster menus and a couple graphic changes, but I'm hoping FIFA 22 will be a different experience for next gen. Typical trader. Fuck the gameplay. It's all about the menus. Hey, I'm not even a menu guy, and I really appreciate the snappier menus. You've got to appreciate <laughs> when you push a button, it actually happens when you push it. I mean, that's that's been an issue in FIFA for a long time. Imagine that. Eh? Yeah. But uh, one thing I will say about next gen is where I think you're really going to see a difference that we didn't see this year is, is frames per second. You're going to get, I think, three to four times more frames per second on the next gen version of FIFA 22 than we're currently getting, even on the next gen version of FIFA 21. So. That should smooth out the game. Granted, I know connection, like we say every time, plays a part in that, but I'm hoping for the best here. Matt's the one to, to ask about this, really, because he's you've gone all in, haven't you, Matt? You've gone all in with the uh, the Xbox X, the, the 4K monitor. You, you, you're invested, man. Yeah, I, uh, I dropped a lot of money the last couple of days. My Xbox is on the way, I think. I have a couple more days of waiting, but um, I, look, I look forward to it to getting that next gen experience. But as for the gameplay in general, after looking at these, at this deep dive notes thing, if I can um, point out a couple of things that stand out to me, it, it has to be the teammate contain the second man press. I'm a little curious about it and I try to hesitate because, you know, like we said last week, we never really know how good or bad this will be until we get our hands on it. But it looks promising kind of for teammate contain where you can like actually manually press rather than having to turn on constant pressure or team press or press after possession loss. Uh, just the unsettling thing, which I, I get why they did it, but the unsettling thing is that they said that it's dependent on like their defensive awareness in terms of like how quickly they close down the attacker, which I get like, you don't want like Aguero or somebody being some insane tackler, Look at how Italy pressed from the front line. Like, I mean, Immobile is not going to have high defensive awareness, but that front line pressed really well throughout the entire tournament. And I, I, I think that would be useful in a FIFA game. Just it sounds like it won't, won't be that useful for regular attackers. The, the first thing really that, that struck me when I was reading the piece notes from a, from a slightly more cynical point of view is that FIFA 22 is probably going to be the most pay-to-win game that we've ever seen because they seem to be putting such a heavy emphasis on stats. It's great news for Mark. Um, another reason to go out and buy his guide. I think that we're going to see a massive divide this year between haves and have nots. People who get good pack luck early on, people who front load FIFA points. I think they're going to be at a massive advantage. To add on to that, another reason for that is after they said that they have the, the competitive master switch, which I, I'm fully on board for. They talk about the semi-assisted through balls, but under it, there's a vision assistance. And it says vision assistance assistance increases based on the player's vision attribute starting at 85 and up to 99. So I, I was just saying it on your stream that like, I think obviously I think that the passing should be fundamentally overhauled, this, that, and the other, whatever. But it sounds like if you have a Pirlo or a Chavi or Hullet or anybody with like high vision, it might give you a little extra assistance on those through balls or passes in general. 
that you can't get with a, I don't know, pick any random gold midfielder. Yeah. One thing I noticed from the, uh, the pitch notes article was the way you can cross the ball. Steve, you, I was in your, your stream and the way you can switch the play with the cross yep. is way more realistic. It, the ball does seem to float a bit more and it's not so direct, but at the same time, the, the defense doesn't seem to mark it as quick. Now, this could be due to lower-rated players. We don't know who they had used in the game, but it does seem to be more fluid on the aesthetic end as far as build-up, switching the play, so you should be able to maintain possession and kind of keep your shape on both the offensive and the defensive side of the ball. One thing that I did notice during the Top Bins announcement was they talked about auto blocks. This has been a real big issue in the community. I know a lot of people deal with the frustration of auto blocks. And what they said was that you're going to have less precise blocks when the defender has to stretch. If you're manually defending and you're not quite in the area, he'll still try to perform a block, but it'll kind of come off his foot softly and it won't be as impactful, I guess. So the ball will still be contested in your favor more than likely. Now, they did say that there's going to be less AI blocking in general in uh, online and competitive mode. So champs and rivals, if you're not controlling the defender, he's going to be less likely to perform an AI block which is something I think we've all been, been hoping that we get because you should not be rewarded to just chase people down with a CDM while your center backs block everything in existence. And I, I felt they did a really good job when they nerfed it earlier in the year, but as the power curve crept up, like we said last week, once it went to the moon, it kind of just came back and you kind of knew it would. But Mark, did you deal with a lot of AI blocks or anything in, in FIFA 21 that you're looking to get past in 22? Yeah, I think like everyone playing the game, experienced it but I probably also benefited from it at times as well if you can't beat them join them um, I'm not the best gameplay person um, you know I'm probably a gold 3 merchant at best so gold 3 OP gold 3 silver 1 it does the job I still get crap reds so it doesn't matter yep. it's above average Mark it's above average mate remember that but yeah I think it's one of them things um, it was frustrating when you're attacking and Every single shot is getting blocked. Every pass is getting blocked. But then you sort of look over the top of it when you're defending and forget that it also helps you at times as well. Yeah. yeah. It's important to keep that in mind. I, I noticed it a lot too. It's You have to keep your head because if you just get focused in on, oh, it's all happening to me, it's all happening to me, you're just going to start tilting and there goes your weekend league. It only takes one game. Matt, you can, yeah, you can attest to this. I've been there a million times and you can ask uh, Steve's DMs as to whether or not that's happened to me. I, I wouldn't know. I, I, I just wake up to like 20 direct messages and scroll past them. Mm-hmm. There was an, one night, me, Steve, and Matt were in a, a group DM, and it was late here in the States, so it was probably like 2 or 3 in the morning. And me and Matt are just railing. It was weekend league. We were railing back and forth. We were both frustrated. And we were like, yeah, yeah, F this and F that, and this is stupid, and that's stupid. And all of a sudden it said, Steve has left the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forgot to turn his sound off on his phone. But uh, did you guys see the uh, the portion in the Top Bins episode where they said the wide angle shots have been nerfed? You all know the shot I'm talking about. You play it down the wing, come on the on the byline, you cut inside, and you hit it with that outside the foot shot, and it just curls perfectly, mm-hmm. you know, left to right or right to left into the top far post corner. It doesn't matter what player, what foot; those shots just seem to be so strong, and they have been strong since the very first day. I'm so excited that that's going to be gone, I think, because I score a lot of goals like that. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate, but it, it is the game, right? It's like, it's like Mark said, you can't beat them, join them, right? But 
I feel like they're going to give us a lot of options on the attacking end. We're just going to have to break it down and figure it out. But what better place to figure it out than the Foot Academy, right, Steve? Absolutely, yeah. We'll be back up and running as soon as the game drops. There'll be a ton of new content in there, mainly, I think, because there's going to be a lot to adapt to this year. I really do anticipate a very, very different game to what we had last year. It'll soon emerge the, the techniques that are OP. It'll soon emerge the techniques that we've used this year and perhaps in other years as well that, that are no longer effective. Uh, when, when we go to a new, to a next gen console like this, the game does just change fundamentally. And there are going to be so many reworkings of, of how the defensive AI operates, the attacking AI. I mean, you, you touched on shooting there for, for example, Hunter. Uh, it's not just the wide angle shots that, that have been changed. Players are going to react differently when they're under pressure from a defender. That's going to impact the shooting more. Um, we talked about the the green timing. That's going to be more of a thing. It, it should feel like a completely different game from what it sounds like. So much is going to have changed, and I, I'm excited because obviously I've I've pre-ordered the the ultimate edition, so I'll get the early access and what have you. Hoping to get a beta code if if anybody's listening out there. Um, I'm, I'm here, available. Would love to get my hands on it. But yeah, I'll, I'll be uh, getting to grips with it early on, analyzing the mechanics, trying to figure things out, talking to other people. And I think that I think the Foot Academy will be a good place to be once again this year. Yeah. For all you skillers out there, Matt, go ahead, Matt. Oh, no, I was just going to say just for anyone that's played, you know, FIFA since, you know, 12, 13, 14, the last time that they had a full game cycle to work on the next gen game. It went from FIFA 14 to FIFA 15. And, uh, I mean, the difference in those games were night and day. Like, if everyone remembers FIFA 14, maybe it was a little sluggish, but it was just pace down the wing, cross forever, you'll head it in. FIFA 15, it was, to be fair, if we, if we get this, I don't know how we feel about it, but it was pace abuse everywhere. It was super fast, super high scoring, which was fun. Yeah, 15 was my favorite. Yeah, you were defending for your life out there. Like, it, like, there was always going to be goals scored, which is good. Uh, just it's, it, it was hard. It was really hard. It was attacking football. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Something at the back of my mind keeps telling me that this year's or next year's game is actually going to go the other way. And I think that's, that's basically driven by, as Hunter referred to earlier, when you look at the, the footage of play being switched from one wing to the other. That's only going to be effective if the game is fairly slow, because if those players are closed down instantly, there's going to be no point in it being there. And I think another potential tell there is this new first touch control system where, again, you're going to need time on the ball. Your player's going to need a bit of room and space in order to bring the ball down, control it. We've, we've got the new shielding techniques that, that strikers can use where they can exploit their strength. So the, the footage does look quite slow. And I think that maybe should be something that we might have to prepare ourselves for. Yeah, just... Uh they they did say, I mean, again, it's just words, we'll find out, but they did say during the hypermotion, highlight, spotlight, whatever it was, that even though those animations are longer, they said on the next-gen consoles that even though the animation's longer, you can bail out of the animation at any point in time. Like, if you move your stick while they're doing a long animation, they're going to go where you're pointing. So, like, even though it's slower, you could kind of mix it up and uh, hopefully it'd be a little quicker. Speaking of cancels, mm. fuck you, La Croquette cancel. Yes, they did Go say on. the other day that they're going to be canceling the Elastico, Dragback, and Croquetta skill move cancels. They are going to be gone, only to be followed up with, in my opinion, 
negative side of this is that not all skill move cancels will be mm. gone, which I don't agree with that. I think skill move cancels are not a thing. They shouldn't be in the game. Mark, you, you play football uh, for, for a university, right? What do you think about skill move cancels? you see anybody out there on the pitch doing skill move cancels? Well, just, just retired actually in April. Um, but no, obviously GGs. We, we play, we play FIFA for our love of football or soccer. And I know I certainly play because FIFA is that probably the most realistic game we have. But yeah, it's something which doesn't happen in the actual game. You don't see players doing it. If you are a player, you don't do it. So I think it'll be good to get rid of that. And hopefully by the sounds of it, FIFA 22 is starting to get even more realistic than before. So something to get excited about yeah i'm amazed that nobody has actually got hold of leo messi or ronaldinho or one of the great skillers and said to them you know for the sake of a of a tiktok video sure he'd get millions of views just said to them look can you can you do an elastico and cancel it halfway through i would imagine the reason for that is because it's basically impossible i would also want somebody like sergio ramos back there defending him and watch him freeze because he's so confused he doesn't know what to mm. do so he just lets him go right by <laughs> That yeah, would be, that'd point. be classic. They could set that up for sure. Sergio, Leo, if you're listening, make that shit happen. Thanks, bros. I'm sure they are. Yeah. Big fans of the show. Steve, you touched on earlier about the gameplay could be slow. You know, one thing they, they touched on again in the, the top bins announcement, which that's been like the best top bins episode. And by that, I mean probably the only good one, but the ability for EA to sort of soft patch, if you will. This has always been a theory that, you know, a lot of people believe they soft patch the game in between hard patches and well, Steve calls it a flaccid patch, but they're going to have the ability to adjust the gameplay without doing a full patch. Now I'm curious as if they're going to do this and not say anything, or are they going to do it and tell us each time they do it? I I doubt that they're going to, if this is a thing and they have the ability to do it, I would suspect they're going to be doing this a lot. And we're not going to know each time they do it. I would think we, they would tell us after the fact. Steve, what do you think about it? I, th- I think it's important to to really differentiate between adjustments and patches, really, because it's not going to be the case that they're going to be soft patching the game with or without telling us. It's still going to be an immense job to, to release a patch. What they can actually do this year is tune the game. So if they discover that, a certain skill move is overpowered or that shots from a certain angle are overpowered. They can just adjust that. Basically, like I, I'm imagining it would be something like adjusting a slider, but that's the sort of thing they can do. Um, they can't make massive alterations to the game, but they can tune it. And they have said that they will release pitch notes whenever that happens. And I know that that's something that the devs are really pleased about because it means that we're not going to be stuck with a situation where something's obviously broken, obviously being abused, and we're stuck with it for months, you know, until a patch comes out or at this stage of the cycle where there's going to be no more patches. We know that the directional nutmeg is not going to be patched. We, we're just going to have to deal with it. But hopefully, if there's something like that late in the game cycle next year, it'll just, it'll be a much simpler thing to address. And it's less likely actually that we will have that sort of thing. So yeah, there'll still be patches and there'll be patch notes for them. But uh, I, I think that the tuning, if, if anything drastic happens, we will be notified about it. That said, I'm braced for all the conspiracy theories where a big influencer suddenly starts missing shots with their freshly packed Mbappe 
and uh, they swear black and blue that, that Mbappe's shooting has been nerfed or something ridiculous. Did you believe in, in soft patches ever before? Uh, I want to ask everybody if, if you thought about it. I have always been told by people involved with the patching side of the game that they do not do it. I trust those people and I don't think they'd lie to me. However, I can see why some people do believe it exists. Mark, did it exist or did it not exist? I don't think it did. I think the gameplay at times was just that inconsistent. Yeah. Matt, I think you agree. Yeah, I don't I I don't like to think that things it is EA, it is this, that and the other, you know, there's reason to be skeptical, but it's just I I tend to not commit. So much can be influenced on connectivity. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like Mark said, it's the inconsistency is often the case with FIFA. And so much you know, you can say the same thing about you know, seeing people on Twitter packing so-and-so, oh, these packs are OP, they're OP. All you see are the good packs. Mm-hmm. You don't see the hundreds and hundreds of bad packs. What do they, what do they call it, Steve? A Fugazi? A Fugazi? Fugazi. 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 Forget about it. Yeah, so it, just be, be careful about who you're listening to and, and, and what you're persuaded by. Come up with your own conclusion. And when you have a really good game, just remember that time you said that it was soft patch and then you go have two or three good games. It's like, was it soft patched or did you just have connection problems? Ever listen to Hunter. <laughs> One more thing I want to talk about is a lot of people are excited about this. Mark, I'm going to come to you first. What do you think about the ability to turn off your opponent's celebrations and essentially look at your own players as they look at themselves in disgust or whatever they're going to do instead of watching your opponent do the little dance where they all line up and do the Macarena or whatever it is? Yeah, I was hoping this got uh, mentioned today, but um, I think it's certainly a good thing for the game. And to be honest, I know if I ever do them celebrations, it's totally just to annoy the opponent. Not that I do it all the time. Don't hate me. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, whatever. I think we'll see a lot more people skipping the celebrations because if you know personally your opponent doesn't even see them, I mean, does it give you much point in then doing a celebration? But I think it's good because. A lot of people comment about how toxic they are. We all know the celebrations and how annoying they can be, especially on next gen when someone scores in the last minute. That has got to be the most painful minute of your life watching that. Oh, yeah. So especially someone like me who doesn't score in the last minute and win, I concede and lose. Um, so I think it's massive, you know, just not, not having to see that. And yeah, I think it'll be a big benefit for the game. It puts you in control. You can't ever complain about it because you've got the ability to change it. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say it. The amount of times I'd like to know how many buttons I push whenever my opponent scores mm-hmm. in the 90th minute and he's doing his celebration and I'm just sitting there spamming every single button on my controller trying to skip it. And I do it every time knowing it won't work. Mm-hmm. But that's when the tilt starts. Matt, you're shaking your head. You know what I'm talking about. Steve, I saw you yesterday. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I, I've tried to deal with it by not conceding goals, but that hasn't worked. Yeah, I'm, um, oh no. Oh no, no, for the, oh God. (laughs) You guys can't see that, but I just showed a smashed up controller from FIFA 19. That was the first and only time I smashed one. (laughs) I kept it as a souvenir to remind myself to never do that again. Mm. That and the PS5 controllers are about 90 bucks. Yeah. (laughs) What about Second Man Contain? I don't know much about this, Steve. You put some notes in it. Matt, is this something that you've used in any of the, the current FIFAs? I mean, Second Man Contain, Second Man Press, to me, is dead already. Mm. 
I don't know much about these new changes. I mean, it, it is dead in this current game. Like in 21, it just, just don't do it. I, I just because of however many years I've played FIFA, I still press it just habitually whenever I do try to manually press and it's not good. Pulls people out of position. I've seen, sorry to interrupt Matt, but I've seen it that often on your streams where as a matter of habit, you do it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's in that really fine position where it's not effective enough to be effective, Mm -hmm. but it's effective enough to drag your players out of position. And I've I've seen you concede goals through it. Oh yeah, it happens all the time. And I've tried to cut it out a bit this year, but it's still just like, it's just hardwired in my brain. So like I, as I was saying earlier, I I really hope it's good for the next one because I think that's super important for a bunch of different reasons, mainly because I think it creates its own skill gap. I think it's good to manually press and it adds things for Steve to teach in the Foot Academy. It, it, it does all sorts of things and it alleviates the reliance on like AI defending or like using a press preset and then just getting beat by the computer doing it for you. Cause that, that part really pisses me off because it took me years to learn how to defend. And so I finally learn it and then they're like, Oh no, we'll have this preset that does it for you. And I was like, Oh, all right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. We have a question we need to answer from the community. George Kugas, what's the worst loss you've ever had on FIFA? The worst loss. Anybody want to go first? Can it be a series of losses? Because like back when I started playing FIFA, what would happen is I played my friend Tim, who was really good at the game, and he's still pretty good at the game. I would play him for hours on end, and I never lost better than 5 nothing. So I spent like three, four hours a day losing 5 nothing, 6 nothing, 7 nothing, just again and again and again and again. And so... It just got it in my head like, hey, I don't like losing like this. I got to learn how to get better. And that's where it started. Mm. Mark, what's your worst loss ever? Well, I suffer many losses on the gameplay. So I'm going to say my worst losses came in the trading side. There you go. <laughs> Lost about 4 million on Informed Trossard this year. Oh, no. 4 million? Yeah. When was it? At what point of the game? Um, just before team of the season. Oh. <gasps> I'd, I'd been investing oh, in informs throughout the year, watching them rise, go to the moon. And then I thought, all right, I'm not really playing much FIFA at the minute. I'll just invest all my coins, which at the time was 20 million into Trossard. And I'll double my coins because previous weeks that was the trend. But yeah, he ended up going up a tiny bit. I didn't sell because it wasn't worth it. And then he plummeted um, when I think EPL team of the season came out. He went all the way down to about 12,000 coins when I paid 22 for him. So, Jeez. Mm. There's a lesson to be learned there, right? Uh, there was. Don't get too greedy. Um, but, you know, it, I had fun. Yeah. Spent the rest of my coins on packs. Packed Festival of Football, Griezmann right. back-to-back. Sold them both for 3 million. Got banned the next morning for <laughs> coin distribution. So it was fantastic. Oh, wow. um, I've only been on that account once since. And I packed 99 Ronaldo. Um, in the guaranteed pack or whatever Jeez. it was, completely Jeez. pointless because I don't use the account anymore. I'm gonna need you to open my packs this year, man. They say success is a terrible teacher, so there's that. I think my worst loss ever. It's hard to say because I've rage quitted several games that were three or four nil before the thirtieth minute. Mm-hmm. Some of those weekend league games where the ELO is really high, you know, like plus seven, plus eight, and you just from minute one you know you're outmatched because he's running circles around you with gold players. This, I mean, I don't know, six or seven nil, but I played with a friend of mine, George Adamu. He's the, the pro for New York Red Bulls. And he was kind of helping me, you know, learn the game a little bit better. And he, he demolished me 
it was 10 nothing at like the 60th minute and he just kind of stopped playing and was <laughs> playing around and made me feel really small mm. but it's good to, to play pe- you know people that are better than you because you can kind of save that go back watch it kind of mimic what they do see how they move the ball how they move their defenders but it's good to do uh, there's one thing i will always say if you ever get crushed and you legitimately get crushed and you deserve to lose save that clip that's a free coaching session right there you need to go back after you've done you know cooled off you're not mad anymore go back watch it with a clear head with the intent to learn something mm-hmm. steve you wanted to share something about writing well yeah i do i don't really want to go into too much detail I, I'm I, sure you i'll don't. answer I'll answer the question first of all and say that the most painful losses for me that I always find any loss where you're playing somebody that you know is a worse player than you, but you're losing purely because you've got a worse connection than them and you're being served the gameplay a little bit slower than they are. They are always the most excruciating losses as far as I'm concerned. As I say, Paul's not here to defend himself. So I think, you know, obviously I'm a man of integrity. I I would never seek to capitalize on, on on Paul not being here so get on with it all I'll say is just just imagine a world where you're winning 4-1 in a game of foot champs in the 90th minute and you accidentally rage quit that deserved a moment of silence mm-hmm. I don't know what else to say to that we all we all kind of just shaking our heads here what a clown no <laughs> Way to end the show on a bummer. <laughs> Keep your head up, Brady. You'll be back. Just don't rage quit when you're winning. It's not mm. healthy. It's a waste of time, too. Yeah. Bet the opponent was happy. I'm sure he was. Sure he was. Well, that's going to wrap us up this week. Mark, thanks for coming on. Thanks for giving us some insight. And uh, hopefully we'll have you back on soon once FIFA 22 kicks off and give us some fresh insight on some of the new market stuff. Uh, in case they missed it earlier, where can they find you on social media? Uh, my social medias are over on Twitter and TikTok, and that's Mark Foot Trader, Mark with a C, M A R C, not C A R K. So that's where you can find me. <laughs> All right, Matt, where can they find you on Twitter? On Twitter, it's Matt Cakes underscore underscore, and then on Twitch, it's Maddie Cakes, M A T T E E underscore Cakes. Steve. At the Foot Coach, as usual. Uh, on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash thefootcoach. And let's not forget Righty. We need to give Righty a plug, being as though we've just given him that amount of stick. Follow Righty on Twitter at right fucking foot. At right foot with a W minus the fucking. That's it. Yeah. Same thing on Twitch, right? Yeah. He's streaming again quite um, quite regularly, I think. And you can find me on Twitter at the foot hunter, the underscore foot underscore hunter. And I'll be streaming. In a few weeks, I'm still transitioning the uh, the old Twitch channel over to the Footballers channel, but uh, you can find me there, twitch.tv forward slash the underscore foot underscore hunter. Tell the truth. You, you're terrible at FIFA 21. You're embarrassed and you're just hoping that you're going to be better when it comes to 22. I think after that performance on your stream, I don't think you could be calling anyone out for anything, Steve. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> Goodbye. I'll beat you on 120 ping. <laughs> Bet. <laughs> That's the show. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta go. Thanks. (laughs) 
Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.